When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Scott, it's good to see you. I think we should say hello to our listeners. Uh, Likewise, good to see you, Ben. And uh, hello to everyone, I guess. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, We, of course, are HowStuffWorks.com's car podcasters, high-speed stuff, right? That's us. Scott's shaking his head. Am I embarrassing you? No, no, no. no <laughs> not at all. Well, let's, okay, you know what? Let's just get right into it. Ple- pleasantries aside. Uh, <laughs> Skip the idle chit-chat, Ben. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it, Scott. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, oddly enough, one of the reasons that I got to be on this crazy wild ride of a podcast um, is because I don't know very much about cars. And, and you, you know, oh, well, you've heard the story. I understand. Yeah, that, that's why this works, though. You get to you get ask questions. I get to hopefully answer questions. I know people. I, you know, yeah. I sometimes have questions for you too. I well, I <laughs> maybe not automotive related, but I have questions. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, like how do you how do you get to work here? <laughs> but uh, one one question that I have had almost it seems almost every other week when we talk about a car. Uh, you know, I'm a big sucker for these kind of things, and I'm an easy sell, so I end up walking away wanting uh, one of the cars we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring up the flying car debacle, but mm-hmm. I will talk about, you know, the amphibious cars, smart cars, things of that nature. I, I really buy into it when we hear about the details. So I was thinking today we could take it back a little bit to an earlier podcast. Okay. Uh, How far uh, back? Pretty recently. Not oh. that. Not too far. It should still be fresh. Okay. Remember micro cars and bubble cars? I do. The small cars, especially when we talked about that museum in our own state of oh, Georgia. Here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The uh, the micro car museum. Mm-hmm. Bruce Weiner. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, Mr. Weiner's uh, museum that we're planning to visit at some point. I definitely will be there. Yeah, and and uh, I don't think a museum is really the right place for me to buy a car. <laughs> no, probably but, not. <laughs> but I do really want a micro car, and I was coming here to ask you what the smallest production car actually is mm-hmm. like the the smallest i can get i mean something where only you know one person can fit in it i 
you know, I'm not the biggest guy, but what person? When I say small man, I mean tiny. Okay. You, if you, I can tell you what the smallest one is, but are you thinking? Are you talking like smart car size? Or are you talking smaller? Oh no, smaller, no, no, smart no, car is too caught. Yeah, too big, right? Well, that's yeah, smart car is too big. Smart okay. car is eight and a half yards. <laughs> we want the whole nine. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Well, actually, it's the other way around. This is the uh, whole one yard, really, because <laughs> okay. it's tiny. Yeah, uh, the smallest production car on record, world record, mm-hmm. the Peel P50. Which we mentioned, didn't we? We'd mentioned it, but briefly, uh-huh. very briefly. Uh, the Peel P50 is the smallest production car ever. How? And it, I'll tell you how small it was if you, if you like, but there were only 50 of these things made, so oh. seeing one is pretty rare. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, on the web, of course, is a great place to go to, to check this thing out. Um, manufactured by, uh, I think it's called Manx Peel, M-A-N-X Peel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the P50, like I said, there are only 50 of them made. You can only get them in three different colors. Uh, they were red, white, and blue. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, nice. It was. They were manufactured on the Isle of Man, which is in the British Isles. Mm-hmm. And um, they made other microcars as well, but the, P50, the P50 was the smallest of all of them. Okay, well, I, I'm sure our listeners want to know, too. How, how small are we talking <laughs> we're, here? We're talking really, really small. And I'll go through the dimensions here. We'll just do it real quick. But sure. um, tiny. So uh, just imagine this in front of you if, you, if you're you know, at home listening or wherever. Uh-huh. The length of this thing is only four feet, uh, just, just under four feet, five inches. So it's really, really short. Shorter than um, a person laying The down. width is only three feet, three inches. And the height of this thing is only three feet... Well, it's just under four feet tall, so it's real boxy. I mean, it's it's about the size of like well, not now, but I guess the old television boxes. Oh yeah. You know, the, the, if you bought a uh, I don't know a forty inch television, it might come in a box that's about this size. That's how small this thing is. It's tiny. Man. Really small. It has little. I think it's five inch wheels. They look like um, they look like uh, wheelbarrow tire tires. They're that small. <laughs> They're really really tiny. Uh, top speed is only, it's less than 40 miles an hour, very close to it, but less than 40. Um, it only has a four, or I think it's 4.2 horsepower engine that came from a moped, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. So you're talking a car that's powered with a moped engine. Wow. So you can, so, you can imagine. So I can't, I, I probably couldn't race in one of these. <laughs> you may, maybe a foot race with somebody. You might be able to, <laughs> you'd be able to beat somebody on foot, maybe, or a skateboard. Or say, uh, I could go toe-to-toe with a Segway. Uh, you know, you probably could. Until they knocked me you, over. You probably could. Yeah, they would <laughs> they'd be able to push you over. You're right. So, but, but also, that, that speed, uh, just under 40 miles an hour, is actually pretty fast considering i mean i've seen photos of this vehicle it's not that aerodynamic no it's not it's very boxy it's very flat yeah. um you know 40 miles an hour that's respectable mm-hmm. uh 38 i think is the top speed really and and everywhere that i i listen to a little audio clip about this or watch a video of it mm-hmm. they claim <laughs> this is funny they, they claim that if you have a big lunch it goes a lot slower <laughs> because that's how that's how dramatic the weight is, and it depends on the the person driving as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've probably you've been on go karts before. We've talked yes, about those. Yep. Before. Um, so the bigger you got, the slower the go kart went, right? That yeah, I thought it was getting older, yeah. but you have just made an excellent point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's exactly what happens in in the PLP fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're bigger, or if you have um, you know big lunch, or you're carrying yeah. something with you, which I don't know what you could carry with you. I think they just said that they, it's designed to carry one shopping bag along with you, and that would be 
I don't know how you would get a shopping bag in there. Where would, I guess you tie it to the top of the car? I'm not even sure, really, Ben. It's so it's so small when you see this mm. thing. You've really got to look it up online and check it out just to, to – you'd be amazed by this thing when you see it. Um, you've already seen it, actually, right? Yeah, we we saw that uh, when we were working on the microcars, yeah. but I still didn't believe it. I believe the one that I saw, there was a, a little bit of uh, video footage, video content of an electric version of this right oh, okay yeah you're right and and it had the uh it had a switch on the side uh and i i don't know the steering looked a little bit strange to me yeah and the the man who entered the vehicle was quite tall or was he maybe he was just standing next to that little tiny car it looks like a clown car you know or it's actually it's it's more dramatic than that even to yeah. see somebody fold themselves in half and get into these things you have to enter a certain way you have to you have to um, mm -hmm. Use your right leg first, and you know, kind of work it around the steering wheel, and and then slide in that way. You can't, you cannot get in sideways and expect to, to pull your legs in that way. Um, mm -hmm. That's how tiny this thing is. There's just not any room. It's a single seater, mm -hmm. very flat in the front, has one windshield wiper. Um, I saw, I saw again a video clip that uh, someone is using the windshield wiper. Uh, with the fluid is actually a squirt bottle that is <laughs> at the at the driver's right hand knee. And they just reach forward and squeeze it a couple of times to squirt the water onto the windshield, and then you know the electric motor that turns the uh, the wiper. Wow! Um, so it's, and I think now I was watching this video clip again, and mm -hmm. remember this this engine comes from a moped, and you know mm -hmm. how you start a, one of the older mopeds was with a kickstart, right? And it didn't take much, or you pedal, yeah, to, yeah. to get it going. Well, when this guy gets into the car, I, I, I saw that this again. This is someone on the the um, the Isle of Man. He had a collection of these things. Um, he has one of these, and he has other peel. Cars. Okay. When he got into the uh, the Peel P50, with his right arm, he made this real sharp movement uh, towards his chest almost. Uh, he grabbed the front, like up near the dash area, uh -huh. and pulled real quickly, real abruptly. And I'm thinking that that's kind of like a uh, like a version of a, a pull start, but not really. It's more of a, I think it's kind of like you're pulling the lever oh, wow. to get this thing kick-started, really. It's like you're using a kick-start with your hand. That's really that's really strange. I think that's the way it's going. Now you said you saw an electric version, right? Right. In the electric version, though, I, I think because this was uh, filmed for television, I think maybe the vehicle was already prepped and and up in up in the condition where all he had to do was jump in. Yeah. And and uh, you know, of course, we know that electric vehicles and combustion vehicles obey a different set of starting rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, still, though. I can't get over how tiny it is. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really, I like the idea of being able to tell my friends, ah, oh, I'd love to give you a ride, but there's simply not room. <laughs> um, but that might be a little extreme, especially when you consider, you know, how they make those, um, oh, I think the brand name Big Wheels, the, those kind of uh, electronic. Oh, the little Tykes type uh -huh. cars? Yeah. yeah. It, it's a lot like the little Tyke car. They have a Hummer. They have a a different kind of a very many uh, excuse me they have a wide range is what I'm trying to say sure here. Yeah. yeah and it sounds like a lot of those are actually larger than the PLP fifty uh, there you know what that's a pretty close approximation of the size of this thing those mm -hmm. little Tykes cars like I just said I think uh, this is way off but I think I think I heard somewhere that that is uh, the the widest selling vehicle or the most sold vehicle ever. 
Oh, wow. Uh, that little Tykes car for kids because yeah. everybody's got one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about the size of, of these cars, maybe slightly bigger, just slightly. And the wheels are a little bit bigger. Of course, they have to be pneumatic yeah. so that, you know, there's a soft ride. Um, interesting things about this, you'll, you'll see when you, you know, when you watch these videos or you, you look at the vehicle. Or when I get one. There's, or when you get one. That's uh-huh. right. There, there is no reverse gear. There are three forward gears. It's a manual transmission. Uh-huh. There's no reverse. So you have to either push yourself into a position that you can then drive forward from, have mm-hmm. somebody help you by pushing you, you know, in reverse, which is, I guess, not that hard to do because you're causing a lot of attention already. Sure. Um, or <laughs> there, there's a handle on the back of the car. Now, this is crazy, but if you watch these videos now, one, one of my favorite ones to watch is... Uh, Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear. Oh, yes. yes. There's uh, online, if you search Jeremy Clarkson Peel P50, you will find a a video of him that's about eight minutes long, and it's worth every second of it for him driving this car. When he gets to work, he simply simply stops the car, gets out, picks it up by the handle in the back of it, and drags it into the building with him, (laughs) like almost like a wheelbarrow. Um, that's really what it is. It's 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 you're you're picking up this little. I think it weighs 130 pounds total. So when you pick it up, you know you've got the mechanical advantage, et cetera. It's easy. You pick it's up not, one. It's not end. like you're picking up 130 yeah. pounds. It's very easy to pick it up with this handle and drag it behind you. Wow. Um, it's real. It's an amazing car. Really, it's really cool. Quick question with these, and I don't mean to sound crass with this, mm-hmm. but how how on earth did they? get this thing in production i mean i know that a run of 50 cars is in comparison to a lot of other production lines minuscule yeah right but where where did they find this market well this is you gotta remember this is the early 60s sure this is the bubble car era i guess you know that we had talked about before in our other other podcast Uh the isle of man so it's a pretty small it's not very big um look it up you know you'll find out just how big it is not very um it it seemed to it seemed to make sense at the time. Um, they made other vehicles that were equally crazy. They were slightly bigger. They held two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep mentioning the Peel Trident. The Peel Trident is the one that looks like a, a fishbowl on yeah. top of the car. Yeah. Um, it's not terribly different from what we're talking about here, but it is the the, the Peel P50 is a lot smaller. Um, so they made a lot of really unique small cars. The Peel just the Peel P50 just mm-hmm. happens to be the smallest one. Um, and of those 50 that they made, it's said that only about half of those exist still, maybe even less than half are still in existence. Uh, but you can get replicas. There are people that are making replicas of these, and I'm sure they've got you know slightly bigger engines. Or, um, well, I don't even want to say that they have more advanced safety features because who knows? Where would they fit it? Yeah, exactly. There's just nowhere to put them. So um, I think they're probably staying true to the small engine mm-hmm. and the design. Well, that's you know I think we've we've reached a pretty good point on this because I'm not you know I probably can't afford to buy one of the ones that are known to exist, but I'm not going to lose hope, Scott, because it sounds like there might be a few left. Maybe there's a garage find somewhere. There, there are, and the the thing is, you know, they 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 originally sold. I think it was for a, I think it was 199 pounds was mm-hmm. the original price, and I've heard. You know, tale that and well, on this video that I watched, sure. um, this guy with this collection, he said that if someone were to give him forty thousand pounds for it, he wouldn't buy it or he wouldn't sell it rather. Uh, yeah. uh, so, you know, that that shows you how you know these people hold on to these cars. They they, they love them. They're just not going to get rid of them. Yeah, I'll need to go on a on a scavenger hunt. Yeah, they're very rare, and um, I don't know. You might be better off getting a replica. 
but just think of the advantages of parking. <laughs> you have a ton of you parking know? advantages. You know what? Glad you said that. You reminded me of something, and it's uh, it's coming to us from listener mail. Listener mail. Yep, listener mail, and um, you know, forgive me while I shuffle my notes here, but we do have some listener mail that that is sort of related to this. Uh, we got a we got a note from someone named Pat, mm-hmm. and Pat is from. Hang on a second, let me find. <laughs> Sorry, he is from Ireland. Pat from Ireland. Pat is from Ireland. Yes, and he was traveling. He went to Rome. And he noticed that he saw a lot of um, smart cars, uh, you know, the, the yeah. really tiny little smart cars that we're accustomed to. These are big compared to the Peel that we just talked about. Sure. But, but when in Rome, drive a smart car. When in Rome. That's right. Very yeah. good, Ben. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he noticed that, you know, on the way from the airport to wherever he's headed to his sure. hotel, I think he's going to go see a rugby match is what he said. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that is cool. That's so on his way, he noticed that he just saw, you know, smart car after smart car. There were just tons of them on the road. Uh-huh. And then when he got into the city, he noticed that they were parking in an unusual way. And they were parking with the front of the vehicle pointed towards the curb. So these cars, these smart oh, cars, okay. even though they're big compared to the PLP 50, yeah. are small enough that the entire length of the car is still shorter than the width of a normal car. That's awesome. Does it make sense? Yeah. So they could park with their front end towards the curb, mm-hmm. and they could park maybe, I don't know, I guess two or three in a parking spot. He didn't really say, but at least two yeah. could fit into one single parking spot. Um, I don't know. I thought that was interesting because I just haven't seen that in practice out on the road. I've seen that um, in parking lots, you know, where there are events happening. Right. But I've, I've never seen it um, actually in practice on a, on a city street. Oh, uh, we should also mention uh, – you had spoken to me earlier about seeing four smart cars, right? Yeah, parked that's in right. one spot. Parked in one one parking spot. Now I don't know if it was an uncommonly wide spot or what, but I've mm-hmm. seen four smart cars parked in a, a single spot in kind of a cube formation. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about again parking, you know, not parallel to, but uh, uh, perpendicular to the yeah. curb. And that I mean that makes sense because in Rome, of course, it's I am going to speculate. Uh, and tell me if you think this is unreasonable mm-hmm. speculation, Scott. But just just off the cuff, I'm going to say it's probably more difficult to find parking in Rome than it is to find parking in uh, most American cities, I, not counting New York. You know what? I think you're right because I think he even mentioned um, very narrow streets. Oh wow! Cobblestones, that type of thing. Oh, so yeah. um, a car like this—that's one of the you know one of the benefits that they tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the Part of the, uh, the, not merchandising, but the advertising sure. of, of the cars that, you know, easy to park. Yeah. Um, great for city environments. This this fits it perfectly. So, um, you know, thanks, Pat. I appreciate you sending that email. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm going to watch for this because, you know, there are a lot of them here in Atlanta. Yes. A lot of smart cars. Yep. And uh, I just haven't seen one parked this way yet, but I, I hope I do. And to our listeners driving smart cars, uh, you just got a, a free tip, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Give on, it a shot. On how to park. Yeah. If, if you have a friend that also drives a smart car, you could, uh, you know, it's like two for one mm-hmm. parking meters. Now, if it's something crazy, of course, we're not condoning it. But uh, if if, it, if it's worth your time and you feel like it's good, I was it. just thinking. You know, I just said two for one parking meters, but I wonder if that's legal. I wonder if you could. I wonder if. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh wow! Two That's cars in one spot. I wonder if they. You, well, I would guess that it would have to be right. If you could say we each put in a quarter, you're well, you're, <laughs> you're paying for that uh, that single spot, mm. no matter how many cars occupy it. Yeah, that is a good point. I bet you could get about twelve PLP fifties in there. We could, and that would probably be about half of the Peel 50s in existence. <laughs> That's probably right. The parking for their convention must be so cheap. <laughs> but, must be. 
But that's, I guess that's a story for another time. Yeah, sure. Well, to our listeners, again, guys, thanks for tuning in and giving us a listen. If you have any ideas or suggestions, uh, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage. probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.